Hello, listeners. I'm back in my hotel room, or hostel room, as uh, maybe more accurate. And uh, this is the end of Comic-Con proper, day one, Thursday, July, whatever the fuck. Uh, and I've got some more good interviews uh, for you. Um, our uh, meetup, who is the Battleship Pretension meetup slash... Criterion cast meetup at the Tipsy Crow. It was a success. And uh, a lot of these uh, interviews come from that and also from the Max Fun meetup at the Rock Bottom Cafe. So enjoy, and hopefully, I'll have more for you tomorrow from Comic Con Day 2, Friday, July, whatever, 2011. See you then. Bye. So I am uh, here outside the Tipsy Crow talking to Ryan Gallagher from the Criterion cast. Uh, we are hosting a joint meetup that uh, got up to a slow start, but is a bit of a success at this point. Oh, yeah, I would say so. I think uh, I think we have a pretty good, nice crowd of people back there. Yeah. Oh, um, you might want to speak up. Okay, I'll okay. Uh, talk a little louder. <laughs> so, um, this, this is my first, this is my first uh, interview on the street. <laughs> but this is far from your first San Diego Comic-Con. This is, what, your 25th or something? <laughs> changed a lot, but I think it's, uh, well, it's been fun. What I want to talk about is not, okay. like, not the way that Comic-Con has changed, but the way that your approach to Comic-Con has changed. Have you gone, I mean, you're still a fan, oh, but yeah. now that you are just a podcaster and you feel like, do you feel like you have things that you have to do at Comic-Con to serve the listeners, the readers, the podcaster blog? I think because I, I think because we as a podcast don't make any money off of an event like this, then I, feel I, I don't have any obligation, uh, apart from the fact that I did get a press pass. Yeah, what so do you, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, right now we're doing, this is how I'm justifying next right. year's press pass. Yeah. What are you going to do to justify next year's uh, press pass? Well, I, we recorded a pre-Comic-Con episode, uh, and I'll probably record a post-Comic-Con episode, and I'll probably put up a post. Actually, I put up some, like, hey, this is what I'm doing at Comic-Con post. Uh, but since we're not, like, getting, since I'm not assigned to anything, I don't feel obligated to write yeah. about panels or... Do you get the emails for the press, like, roundtables oh, yeah. and stuff? You did them last year, right? I did. I, th- I felt more obligated last year to, to act as a member of the press. Uh-huh. And then as soon as I realized that it was, a, like, that I wasn't really this, the same kind of member of the press as everyone else, that it was, like, it was, it was stupid of me to go to the Tron Legacy press conference and miss the, the like, actual panel where I could have seen footage and experienced that whole thing. Yeah. It was just stupid that I went to the press thing, and I was like, why did I waste hours? of my time and, and right. the sound so yeah well I'm glad because I've never done any of that press stuff I get it's, as of this year because I feel like uh, we've been doing the podcast at Battleship Pretension for a long time but since we started the blog is when we've gotten more press stuff sure. and as of this year I've gotten invites for stuff like that and I've ignored every one of them I mean you know like it seems like doing the press stuff like that like it, it just depends on like what you get out of it like if you if you're not getting if you're only if you're justifying doing all this stuff in order to come back next year like you know you have to only do 
you as much as you need to, I guess, in some ways. Well, when I, since this is the Thursday, day one episode that I'm going to be uploading, sure. what did you see today, Thursday, day one of Comic-Con? Uh, stuff that I'm excited that I saw was a panel on uh, the fact that they're going to be a, there's going to be a Blu-ray of uh, Looney Tunes. Like, they, they did, like, a... They've done DVDs in the past, but they're now going to go into Blu-ray where they have, like, a whole restored uh, print of the film. Yeah. It's going to... It looks amazing. They're now, the... Be, um, sorry to keep interrupting sure. you. But I know the Laserdiscs way back in the day included some of the more controversial Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah. And they kept those off the DVD. Yeah. Is that kind of stuff going to be on the Blu-ray? Uh, it's not going to be on the Blu-ray. There are censored cartoons that they brought up in the panel, but I think they mentioned the fact that those have been largely, uh, like, not ignored, but kind of uh, not talked about, kind of just left, like, this is something that we don't talk about. And they have been, I guess, there have been sanctioned screenings of those, uh, of those, uh, like, censored cartoons that I think if... And maybe not even if like if, does, if stuff does well then maybe they'll end up on a DVD or Blu-ray eventually but just like there's like the very initial like lurchings of a step in order to yeah. get that down like into a DVD as, as a cultural I, mean, I haven't seen all of it but as a cultural and historical artifact sure. really, I took a class in film school on war propaganda and we watched a bunch of the World War II stuff which is really racist against the Japanese like unforgivably so but it's fascinating from a historical yeah, standpoint I, I think that's yeah and I think that's stuff that needs to be included on DVDs for the future generations. Like, who's going to be able to see that? If, unless yeah. someone, like, you know, rips the VHS tape and puts it on YouTube. I think the complaints with the, with the laser discs was that people bought them to show their kids and didn't know that stuff was on there. Oh, yeah. Even though I think it had, the laser disc had, like, an intro with Whoopi Goldberg or something, <laughs> if I remember correctly, where she explains, like, the historical context. I could be misremembering that it's Whoopi Goldberg, but there was some sort of filmed intro to those. That's funny. I, I, I don't, I only own a few laser discs. Uh, but that's that sounds right. Yeah. There's a it's Steve from Collider. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this up and get back to the meetup. Okay. I'm just gonna go back and pull more people out here to talk. Sounds like so. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Maybe we'll talk to you sometime later in the con. I hope so. Bye bye. Okay, so I'm here again outside the Tipsy Crow where we just talked to Ryan Gallagher, and now I'm out here with Lance Lieber, whom you know. Look at your look at your iPod, or look at my. Uh, Twitter and look at the logo for Battleship Retention. Lance Lieber designed our logo. That, that's, that is true. Uh, boy, it was about two and a half years ago. It was early 2009, yeah. so yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and by trade, I'm a graphic designer, a graphic yeah. artist. And, and where are you from? Uh, Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you're out here for Comic-Con. You come every year? or Just, uh, I've been quite a few times. This is my fifth Comic-Con. I didn't yeah. come last year, but... Uh, yeah, I'm a five-timer, so yeah. I feel like a veteran, if you will. But, well, I've got you beat. Know. I'm a six-timer. Ooh. But all in a row. I never went before 2006. Oh, you and I and came the first uh, the first year I came. We were, that was my first. Oh, cool. That would line up, yeah. Um, so let me ask you, uh, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do as a graphic designer? What else have you done? Where can people find your work? Uh, I'm working on a website right now. It'll be LanceLieber.com. Uh, God willing, it'll be uh, uh, available in, in September. Okay. <laughs> but like, right now, I have LanceLieber.info. Here I'm an aspiring comic book artist. And okay. Oh, the dream. 
stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what, do you, what did you say today? This episode of, that I'm recording right now is the Comic-Con Day 1 wrap-up. What did you see today? Uh, you know, I, the first thing I went to, the, the number one for me was uh, seeing Rick Baker. Yeah? In, in person to see Rick Baker there. And uh, Let me tell you, uh, I, was, I was considering going to that, mm-hmm. but the Buffy fan in me had to be in Ballroom 20 for the Ringer panel, and I knew if I went to Rick Baker, there was no way I was getting into Ballroom 20. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah tell me how it was. It's, it's a day of tough decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rick Baker, very charming. Uh, you know, humble and as, as he is genius. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And he, he uh, talked a lot about Men in Black 3, which yeah? I had only heard rumblings of, and they had a little sizzle reel with uh, some, oh, really? some stuff, and they had Josh Brolin in it, and... Uh, a villain from it and they, they showed him in, with the makeup and stuff and it looked pretty slick it looked very cool yeah. awesome anything else today that was a highlight or um, the 20th Century Fox panel in I was there some news the Prometheus, Prometheus footage yeah. I talked about it on the, print, on the Twitter but I'll talk about it here on the podcast um, I'll give my thoughts real quick didn't give us a whole lot of the story which I'm fine with agreed visually it looks like the Ridley Scott I fell in love with as a high schooler so I'm kind of excited. Yeah, it looks like the creator of Alien and uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. I mean, more mature with, with newer tools and bigger yeah. sets. But very much like Alien. I mean, the yeah. sets... Uh, well, I mean, it takes place in the world of Alien, though it's not yeah. necessarily an Alien. Like, he's kind of dodgy about like, yeah. saying whether or not it's a, it's a prequel. And but it seems to take place in the same world, and you can tell from yeah. the sets it looks like the same And world. it even had the same rollout of letters that Alien, that yeah, the uh, yeah. press Alien has. It rolls into... Prometheus. Yeah, coming out as like pieces of the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From single lines and all that. Right. So I was like, is this related to Alien? I yeah. think it's it is. cool that... I, I, I wonder how you think about this as a graphic designer, but I mean, that was 1979, all these years later. That opening title sequence is still really cool. Yeah, and, and much parodied. And I'm almost... I'll say I'm bothered when I see anyone else do it except uh-huh. for that Prometheus one. Yeah, <laughs> When Ridley there. Scott does it, I'm like, oh, okay, you did that first. But anyone else? Right. <laughs> now let me ask you real quick question before we wrap up. Recently, I won't say who, an organization who stole your Battleship Retention logo and used it for their own nefarious purposes. Greg, yeah? Uh, they've since, I mean, all it yeah. took was Tyler calling them and they took it down. Uh, that's good. But that's good. how did you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I, the two of you had contacted me almost like real rapidly in one day. I got like, yeah. like some emails. I was concerned about it. Message, and I was like, what? What? It, it seemed like someone was, was claiming it was theirs, and I was like, no, I can tell you, I built that from scratch. I have yeah. the sketch, the original drawing that, that that was thumbnailed out and then put through uh, oh, Photoshop and Illustrator. So I'm glad we didn't that. have to resort to that. They yeah. took it down as soon as Tyler complained. I'm glad, yeah, I'm but, glad, uh, glad it uh, was successful. All right, well, thanks for talking to us, and uh, have a good con. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Once again, I'm outside the Tipsy Crow, and here I am talking to David Ehrlich. Is that the right pronunciation? That is, uh, unbelievably, the correct pronunciation. Um, you uh, write for Movies.com. Yes, among others. Among others. I won't try and list, because I'll probably not end up, that long. But I'll end up naming someone you used to you write for that yeah. you have bad blood with, and then it'll be awkward, so I won't one. say. Uh, Movies.com is uh, what I know you from. What does Ehrlich mean in German? It means honest. Oh. It's, nice. like, it's a colloquial expression. Oh, you, you hear it colloquially as like the German equivalent of really, like early. Yeah. Is, is sort of how it's used. So um, I know you have, a place, you have a place to be, so I won't keep it too long, but um, 
episode I'm recording here for the podcast is the Comic-Con Day 1 sort of wrap-up. What did you see today? What did I see today? Uh, it's all such a blur. I think most memorably I saw the Nicholas Winding Riffin Guillermo del Toro conversation about their films Drive and I guess the one del Toro produced Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, respectively, which is actually very refreshingly technical for a uh, Comic-Con conversation. Yeah. Uh, and, that was, and they were very candid. That was nice. And there was the Ridley Scott Prometheus panel, uh, which was the first time it actually set in for me that Ridley Scott is making another Alien film. Um, and uh, what else? I walked the floor a little bit. And um, uh, what else did I see that threw me off? Uh, I saw The Rise of the Apes is all part of the Fox panel. Uh, there's the, the, the winding Yeah, well, you know, we were just talking about the Fox stuff. panel with, um, with Lance Lieber, um, but um, we didn't talk about Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. What did you think of that footage? I, Let me, you know what? I'm the host. Let me say what I thought first, and then I'll please. toss it over to you. If the movie were the movie that Andy Serkis was describing, <laughs> I'd be super excited about it. The footage, as it stands, though I'm impressed with the technical aspects of it, kind of looks like by the numbers. Like I, I kind of feel like I already know what happens in the whole Well, movie. I've never, nor do I think I will ever, and I think I speak for most of America when I say this, have any interest in seeing this film. Uh, it just seems <laughs> a bit unnecessary. That being said, I was somewhat swayed by what the director had to say about the technology allowing for this film, uh-huh. as far as not, you know, the irony, the cruel irony in using real apes, and how the technology sort of allowed, freed them to, to make it, and I was also, you know, sort of blown away by what they did with uh, the Caesar character played by Andy Serkis, which they not only completely eliminated the uncanny valley effect, you know, which mocap is so notorious for, oh, yeah. but you, I mean, his, his soulfulness and his, his sort of humanity, so to speak, is critical to this movie working, you can tell already from what they showed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spielberg's new television program on the Fox Network. Uh, I sat at their oxygen bar 
put on display yeah. at Comic Con. But you can sit inside a section of a plane at the Pan Am booth. Oh wow! And I guess you just sit. I didn't go in, but I guess just sit there and pretend like you're in 1962. Yeah, except that everyone comes to Comic Con dressed like everyone who goes to Disneyland right yeah. now. Whereas in Pan Am in 1962, people would wear. show uh, proper I someday. Would, sure, anytime, any old time.